Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. And welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today, broadcasting from the Ronald Blue Trust Studio in upstate South Carolina. If you're listening on one of the podcasts, we're also glad to have you with us as well. So it's one of those things that we try to give you access to this information from a lot of different sources. And so you can listen by podcast. You can go to TalkingMoneyRadio.com and click on the, the radio show icon there, and that'll take you right to a whole bunch of information that you can get from the website on different topics on financial planning. So we try to offer this so that you can make the best decisions about financial planning. We're going to talk about annuities this week and next week. I haven't actually had a full series about annuities since November of 2017. Had a couple of parts one and two then from November almost three years ago now. I've had some bits and pieces about annuities between, but not a full-blown, okay, here's what annuities, and we keep hearing the annuity advertisements. They, they don't always tell you they're they're talking about annuities, but we know they're talking about annuities or some type of life insurance to get tax-free benefits. And and we want to describe the annuities part. We'll talk about the life insurance, which actually probably has some better uses than the annuities uh, for more applications, but it's still a limited number of people that it, it should apply to, so you need to be careful about how you do that. So uh, a couple of stories. So some years ago I had a um, client who was talking to an insurance agent, and, and this is back when interest rates were higher, so annuities were not too uncommon to be paying 7 or 8%. So this particular client said he got a letter in writing from a an agent who said that he could get them 12% tax-free earnings for 10 years, guaranteed for 10 years. And I thought to myself, wow, that's that's a pretty good return. If if and this guy put it in writing, named the insurance company that he could get it from. So I decided, well, I think this would be good for my clients. So I called the insurance company. And said, hey, look, I've got a letter here that says that you guys have a product that will guarantee 12% for 10 years. I'd like more information about it because I think this is something I ought to be helping my clients get into. He said, well, no, we don't actually have that product. We do have one that pays guarantees 8% for one year, uh, but that's the best we can do. So that just... To me, that agent ended up getting his license drawn, withdrawn from that company, but I don't think he ever got disbarred, as it were, for the insurance industry because a year or so later I saw another ad in the newspaper with him advertising some other kind of product. And I just couldn't believe it. This guy was even trying to sell, was allowed to sell anything as dishonest as he was with as crazy as it was for him to put that guarantee in writing, uh, that wasn't real smart, but he put it in writing, so we had proof that that's what he was trying to sell uh, individuals. 
And it's it's amazing how many times the insurance commissioner's office or the SEC and all those places will find people and indict them and find them after the fact. So it's after they have already stolen a lot of money from people that they, they find them. Here, here we were, I was, trying to, to nip that in the bud and cut it off at the pass, as it were, to get this guy off the the scene earlier so he wouldn't be harming anybody else. And unfortunately, it was a client that showed me this. And of course, he didn't buy anything like that. And it's, it's been long enough this particular client is, is deceased. But it's, it's uh, just amazing to me the kinds of things that happen. I went to another workshop probably not too long after that. And this was uh, probably about 10 years ago. And this workshop was on ethics. And one of the gentlemen who was teaching about ethics was talking about the um, and he, he represented a company that sold annuities. So I went into the, the company website after that, and I noticed some, some wording on some of the pages that, that struck my interest. I thought, okay, well, this sounds pretty good, too. So on the website, it said uh, this one page was entitled Safe Money Strategies. So, okay, most people are looking for safe money strategies to protect their retirement assets. The ensafement is guaranteed to earn you 13% over the next 12 months and double your money in the next 10 years. Uh, wow, that's pretty good. Let's, uh, of course, double the money in the next 10 years means you earned 7.2%, the good old rule of 72, 7.2% for that 10-year period. So I, I wrote them a letter uh, because they were saying how to generate returns linked to the stock market without risking your principal or worrying about market timing, buying or selling, capture your gains automatically, how to never run out of money no matter how long you live, freeing you to withdraw 5% of your account annually, how to make the, a, take a modest IRA and stretch it into millions for the benefit of you and your heirs, and that'd be some insurance somewhere, and how to protect your beneficiary IRA from being depleted by income and estate taxes of as much as 75%. So a lot of, a lot of scary type, or, or not just scary, but some uh, offers to make you think, wow, this is something that's of interest. So I wrote the company. So I, I got the guy's name. I'd met him while he was here, so I wrote him. Somebody else in the company responded to me because I said um, that, that I, the question I had was on the section, I had one question on the section safe money strategies. It says that the safe money is, to guarantee, is guaranteed to double your money in the next 10 years. If I understand that correctly, and I, for example, wanted to give $20,000 to my church building fund in 10 years, I could invest 10000 now and not have to worry about the 20000 being there in 10 years, right? Knowing full well what the answer would be, but the way the, the wording was on the website said you're going to double your money in 10 years. And for most people reading that, if it says I'm going to double my money in 10 years, that means I'm going to double my money in 10 years. In 10 years, I can take my money out if I want to. And it's absolutely not the way that works, but that was the way it was presented on that website. So they responded, very nice letter. Thanks for your thanks for your um, for writing. Uh, regarding the concept of doubling your money, we utilize an annuity that is an income feature we attach that guarantees lifetime income without annuitizing. And annuitizing is where you guarantee the monthly income for your life, but then when you die, it just stops. So you can get an income. A lot of these annuities now are not suggesting that you annuitize. You just take a monthly withdrawal or annual withdrawal. So it says um, the income feature, so this is where you've got to pay attention to these things, it says the income feature, not your account balance, the income feature guarantees 8% growth annually. This is not 8% interest. It's 8% 
that that account increases by 8% per year and then allows you to turn on the income for life based on the accumulation at 8%. Additionally, the account receives a 10% bonus up front that results in the income account actually doubling in eight years. So they're careful. They put the word, the right words in there. It says income account. But when, when I think the average person reads that, they're not differentiating between income account and account balance. They're two separately very different things. So that allows you to end the doubling in eight years. If you want to give the church an annuity, the greatest value would be in the form of a stream of income down the road. For a lump sum gift with no income feature, the account grows with the percentage of the market without any downside risk. When the market's down, the account stays level. When it's up, we capture some of, they, just, they didn't highlight some, I did, some of the up. You also receive the 10% bonus even if you don't have the income feature. And that 10% bonus, once again, we'll talk, I'll unpack this a lot better as we get along this week and next week. Um, but that 10% bonus, of course, is restricted. You're not going to get that money for at least 10 years. And, and so that, that makes it worth maybe 1% a year or less uh, at the present value of that 10%. So uh, the, the way things are worded, uh, it just, because things are so misleading, I just felt like it's time to, to rehash this and, and remind folks of what they need to look at, even if they're going to buy an annuity. You know, that if it seems like it's the best thing for you, just make sure you do it with your eyes wide open so you know what's going on. So I would love to hear from you. Just send a, a question to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. You can just leave that message in writing. I'd love to hear if you've got an annuity that you've had for, let's say, at least five years, maybe ten years. If you really have an idea and know what the rate of return was. A lot of people have no clue what that rate of return was. But if you look at what the original principle that you put into it and what it's worth now, we can help calculate. If it's been 10 years, if it's not twice the value, that means it's earned less than 7.2% net. Uh, so you can kind of figure out between there and double your money what you might have earned on it. But it's pretty common that we see people that have earned 2 maybe 3% tops over the last 10 years. The expectation was a lot more than that because they were given the impression that it would get a lot of the upside, not all the upside of the stock market, but a lot of it. And in, in times when the stock market is doing well, they expect to get more, but it doesn't uh, usually work that way. But I'd love to hear if yours did. So if yours did, especially if it's an indexed annuity, not a variable annuity, but a variable annuity as well, um, those have, I think, a better chance of making more money. And I know they do have a better chance of making more money than an indexed annuity, but they have more downside risk. And that's typically with any investment. The more upside you have, the the more potential you have, the more downside risk you might have. Even if it's a temporary volatility, it's still there. So when we get back from the break, we'll talk about uh, the different types of annuities that are available out there. Why do people buy annuities? And some of the uh, negatives for buying annuities. And we we won't get to all my information. I've got notes upon notes upon notes of things that I've done and done research over the years. We won't get to all that even this week and next week, but we'll try to give you enough information to make you at least a better, more informed purchaser. Send an email to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. We'll be right back. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust as the sponsor of Talking Money. As a trust company with clients in all 50 states, Ronald Blue Trust can serve as trustee, backup trustee, or even personal representative, what we used to call the executor or executrix. 
This can be a valuable service, especially if you'd like to pass on your values and not just your valuables to your heirs. Your heirs will probably have one of two perspectives. Either they will say something like, what am I going to inherit? Which is usually the common perspective. Or they will ask, what is going to be entrusted to me? What talents will I be responsible to manage? Tim Kimmel, director of Family Matters, said it well. Quote, you can't leave character to your trust account. You can't write your values into the will. You can't bank traits like courage, honesty, and compassion in a safe deposit box. What we need is a plan, a long-term strategy to convey our convictions to the next generation, unquote. Estate and trust planning are about much more than saving taxes or simply making sure your assets get transferred efficiently to your children. You can find out more about Ron Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-PLAN. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today. If you happen to be a first-time listener to the radio program, or maybe you're listening to us from a podcast that you got from TalkingMoneyRadio.com, then you got to understand that this is not a sales show, sales program. This this Talking Money is designed to answer questions objectively. We don't have any sales hidden agenda that, like, Virtually all the other shows about money on the, on the radio, especially on the weekend, have. We don't do that. We're just here to answer your questions. So if you've got a question and we don't cover it, or if you want a question answered on either individually or on a future show, send an email to mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. Mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. And, of course, while you're there, feel free to browse around all the different subjects, like today's subject on annuities. You can listen to those and, and, of course, fast forward through the parts that you don't want to listen to and replay the parts that you want to hear more than once. That's all there. So today we're talking about annuities. It's been several years since I've talked in depth about annuities, so I'm trying to give you some basics, some of the basics, how it works, and then uh, why do people buy them and, and some of the, the negatives that go along with that. And so it's going to take me more than a, more than a week to do that, so let's get started. So how, uh, how many different kinds of annuities are there? Well, a lot of different... Um, Types, uh, several different types, a lot of different versions of those types, and a lot of bells and whistles that insurance companies put on them to try to, to sell them more than another uh, product. And unfortunately, and, and this is something that I found because I'm a licensed insurance agent, and so I get solicitations all the time from people trying to have me sell their annuity, even though I don't sell any annuities. Uh, we do have uh, access to a couple of no-load annuities that we're able to use for clients who have annuities that they need to get out of but if they get out of them it's a uh, they'll create a taxable event because if it's of course in an IRA that happens all the time when you when you take it out of the IRA but you can cancel an annuity inside an IRA and not worry about having to pay taxes on the gain then assuming you have some some gain in it to to pay taxes on if it's a non-qualified annuity which means it's outside of a uh, an IRA then the gain is taxed. Unless you have a, a very old annuity, the first money you take out of an annuity is taxed as ordinary income. It's your gain. Once you take all the gain out in a non-qualified annuity, then the rest you can take out, you can cancel and not pay any taxes because you've already paid taxes on all the gain. The rest of it is a return of your original principal. So it's, it's good to keep in mind what part is gain, what part is, is your original principal. 
Now, there still may be a charge from the insurance company, and that's different from the, from the taxes. And for the first uh, th- anywhere from three, I see, to 15 or 20 years, those surrender charges can last. So you need to know what your surrender charges are before you try to get out of it. And that's, there again, one of the negatives we'll talk about later is with those longer surrender charges, it's essentially a guaranteed loss. And you're, uh, when you take your money out, that's a guaranteed loss for the amount of time that that annuity has that particular surrender charge in it. All right, so we've got several different kinds of annuities. Every one of them essentially could be a uh, qualified or non-qualified. It could be in an IRA or out of an IRA, any one of them. So the fixed annuity is the first one we talk about. That's the one that's been around, I think, the longest. It's the easiest to understand. It's simply a promise by the insurance company that that you, you give them so much money, they will accumulate. If it's not an immediate annuity, if it's an immediate fixed annuity, then you just simply give the money to the insurance company in return for a monthly income that's going to last for the rest of your life and potentially the last as long as you and your spouse are living. And you can also put on, uh, it's commonly a 10-year guarantee. So if you say, all right, we're going to give you this $100,000, we're going to get $6,000 a year, and you think, okay, wow, I'm getting 6% of my money. No, you're not getting 6% of your money. You're getting a 6% withdrawal, which is a combination of whatever earnings they make and a return of your original principal. So at 6%, it's it's almost 20 years before you get your original principal out, and the rest of that would be earnings. At 5%, we know that's 20 years, so 6% is uh, a little less than that that it takes before you get your original money back. So think about that. If you are 70 years old and you set up one of these annuities, or 65 years old even, and you get a a 5% withdrawal, uh, then that's going to take you 20 years to get your original money back. So you'll be 85 before you actually start making any money on the contract. If, if you annuitize that contract. But that's an immediate annuity that says, I'm going to give them the money, send the money to them in return for a, an, ob, an obligation on their part to send me a monthly income as long as I live. And if you live a lot longer than that, then you've made money. If you don't, then the insurance company uses that to help pay the other people who are living longer. So you're, you're taking a chance on how long you might live to whether or not it's going to really benefit you at all. So that's an immediate annuity. A fixed uh, accumulation annuity just says, all right, the insurance company is going to tell you right up front what kind of interest rate they're going to pay. So there's no, well, what the stock market does this, or the stock market does that. It doesn't matter what the stock market does. It just matters what kind of earnings that particular insurance company makes on their portfolio of assets and how much they told you they were going to pay. So they're going to pay you 2% and and Oftentimes, they'll say this is a minimum, so we'll give you a minimum of 2% guarantee, but then it could be higher than that, and each year the board of directors determines what that rate will be based on whatever their earnings were for that year, but, they, but they don't, they're not obligated to pay you any more than the 2% guarantee that they, that they mentioned in the contract, and the contract's a very, very important piece of paper to keep a hold of so that you always have that to refer to. So the fixed the fixed annuity was really a, a, a born out of trying to get something to compete with CDs, give you a little better than CD rates typically. And that's not always going to happen, but happens some. Sometimes it doesn't, but over time, typically they're going to pay you more than a CD rate would pay. 
not always as much as the bonds, but it's going to be a bond. And matter of fact, the last uh, 15 years with interest rates going down like they, they have, bonds would have made a lot more than an annuity. And going forward, maybe not, but you're going to lock in a lower interest rate now. That's one of the negatives and why we haven't recommended any fixed annuities for clients for a while because interest rates are so low and you're going to lock in that interest rate. And if interest rates go up, Later, then you're still locked into the lower interest rate, and you can't get out of that without paying the the surrender charge. So it's uh, it's got a kind of a catch-22 there. But it's for conservative investors that you don't care about all this, uh, what you might make. You just want to make sure you get your two and three percent. Matter of fact, that might pay you as much as I mentioned earlier, as as much as the indexed annuities typically get paid over the last ten years. But then you know you're going to get it. So even when the market goes down. It doesn't matter. You're still going to get your 2 or 3%, whatever it is that they have to be paying at the, at the time. So that's why it's a, a you know, potentially a good alternative. You just got to remember that it's in the accumulation phase. Then you got to decide how to take the money out. You could always just start taking systematic withdrawals from it and not annuitize. If you want a guaranteed payment from the fixed annuity, uh, fixed annuity you would then turn around and annuitize it, which means you're giving up your right to the principal, and in exchange for a lifetime income that you and your spouse potentially can outlive, guaranteed typically for 10 years, and you're going to get your, you're essentially going to get your money back in, in that 10-year period. Sometimes you don't even get your original, you're not even guaranteed to get your original principal back in that 10 years. But that's the fixed annuity. We get back, we'll talk about variable, and then get into indexed annuities and explain how all these work uh, in uh, in short order. 877-235-9405 if you want to give us a call and get on the air. We'd love to talk to you. We'll be right back. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear bondage and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today, here to answer your questions. So if you've got a question, or specifically if you have an annuity that you've had for, let's say, more than 10 years, I would love to hear from you, as, as anonymous as you want to be. I'm not going to put your name on the air. If you could tell me an idea of how that's worked for you, I'd love to hear more from people to say good or bad. Uh, that because I I typically just see people that that are unhappy with their annuities when they come in, not the ones that may be happy with their annuity. So send that to Mike 
at talkingmoneyradio.com. And you can just, uh, if you want to even send me some statements, I'll be glad to take a look at them. Love to look at these things and love to have that uh, more real time information from people and see. So when people come in and, and I see what they've had for 10 years and that they were told that they were going to get uh, the upside of the market, or some portion of the upside of the market, and no downside, but then they still only make 2 or 3% a year. Uh, they're disappointed in that and just didn't didn't understand that's what they were getting. But if you understand that's what you're getting, then it's okay. And realize that you need to leave the money in there for as at least as long as that surrender charge period is, which is often 10 years, 8 to 10 years is pretty typical. That during that period of time, you've got that guaranteed loss if you take the money out. And I understand the agent's going to say, oh, well, you can get 10% out free if you want. And be careful also if you're over 70 and a half or now over 72 and you have to take your required minimum distribution, make sure the contract allows for that. We've also had people over time who have come in to see us as new clients and have had some radio listeners that have told me that they took out the RMD they were supposed to take out, not realizing that that really messed up the withdrawal and the guarantees in the contract. They didn't know it was going to do that. The agent, of course, should have understood that that they would have to start taking money out because of the required minimum distribution, but uh, and that it would potentially uh, ruin the contract. A lot of contracts nowadays do have exceptions for the required minimum distribution. You can take that out without a penalty, but you just need to be aware of it and make sure that you understand what is going on with your particular annuity because you don't want to have those as surprises. But we have find frequently people that just make 2 or 3% when they come in to see us and they thought they were going to get a lot more than that. They thought they were going to get the market returns. And and there again, we'll talk more about all this uh, the rest of today and next Saturday as well. So we talked about fixed annuities. Now let's go on to variable annuities. We'll, we'll then talk about the indexed annuities, uh, which uh, which is probably the most popular one these days that people are buying. At least certainly that's what people seem to be selling the most is the indexed annuities or the indexed variable life. So we want to talk about that as well. So the variable annuity is more, most like a uh, 401k in the sense that it has mutual fund type accounts inside this contract. And you don't have any guarantees. It can go up and down. Now, you might be able to put on, often they put on or give you the option of putting on riders that give you either a guaranteed monthly income benefit or even a, and a death benefit. It's going to cost you extra for that, uh, up to 1% typically for those two options. Uh, and that's going to come out of your account balance. And you got to, so, you know, buying the insurance, maybe that's a good thing for you. At least you know that the, the heirs are going to get, your beneficiaries are going to get some portion of the balance of what it's started with when you added that particular writer or when you started taking money out and so forth. But the variable annuity has, has sub-accounts. And typically, they're, they're stock and bond type accounts, but some do offer fixed. So you might get a, a fixed account that's going to pay a lot lower interest rate than the, the other accounts over time, typically, and probably going to be more common to what the interest rates are out in the marketplace with CDs and, and maybe even fixed annuities. And you're going to have those accounts. So some of them do have that. But there's no promise of a particular rate of return over time. And and equities, they do tend to outperform over time. Yeah, there are years when they don't. Um, but it's interesting to me when I see proposals on somebody trying to sell an annuity, they stress the potential return that you could make. But the only way you're going to make that potential return is if the stock market does well. And if you got into the stock market without going through the annuity, you're going to make more because you're not going to have the 
expenses that you have inside the annuity. So it, it just goes to show it's going to happen that way. If you have the almost exact same investment, even if it's a S&P 500 index stock investment, let's say, inside the annuity, it's not going to earn as much as it does outside the annuity. Now, you don't have the tax-deferred features. You do have capital gains outside the annuity on a sale, but you don't have capital gains inside the annuity. When you take money out of the annuity, that's taxed as ordinary income. The gain is taxed as ordinary income. But it does give you a, a, a higher potential of making more money over time because of the variableness of the stock and bond investments that are available to it inside. So a, a little more aggressive investors. Um, there again, you can put on some riders. I, you have to be real careful on those riders uh, because they have restrictions on them. And, of course, there's extra cost in them to get the death benefits and some of those other uh uh, bells and whistles, we'll call them, that, that uh, if you don't have it, of course, you don't pay for it. But, but pure and simple, basic annuities, especially if you get a no-load variable annuity, you can do those, those no-load variable annuities, and you're going to reduce the cost tremendously. Uh, I mean, almost non-existent cost in those things, and still have the benefit of the tax-deferred features on there. And we'll talk about some of the things you've got to watch out for, too, if you take money out of an annuity before age 59 and a half, similar to an IRA. So that's your variable annuity. So it's kind of the same umbrella as a fixed annuity, only you have the chance to pick different investments inside there. Sometimes they pick them for you. Uh, you do have to be careful on this. I've seen people try to sell these things and say, okay, because I have the guaranteed, the GMIB benefit, the guaranteed monthly income benefit, then and I don't have to worry about how aggressive I am investing. I can invest as aggressive as I want to because they're still going to pay me a monthly income. Even if that uh, account balance goes to zero, they're still going to pay it, pay it out. But you need to understand that that can affect your death benefit. So you may be, you may be able to do, uh, invest as aggressively or more aggressively in that type of account. But if it doesn't do well, and more than likely over a 10 or 15 year period it probably will, but if it doesn't do well, then you need to ask that question, what's going to happen when I pass on? Is what, what account balance are you going to use to determine how much my beneficiaries are going to get? Is it this, this uh, income account that we've talked about, which I, I call monopoly money? Is it, if it's in this other account, you never have access to it on, as a lump sum. It's only available to you on, a, on an income basis. And if you die, that's fine. Sometimes the balance of that will be paid out maybe over five years. Oftentimes it goes back to the account balance. So that's why it's important how that is invested. Okay, then we go to the index. It used to be called the equity index, and it changed to indexed annuities. Uh, I've not researched to find out why they took the word index equity off of that. It probably made it sound like it was too much of a stock investment, which, of course, it's not. So then the insurance company says, okay, we're going to take the, the money you have and we're going to put together this really complicated formula. And you get to choose between a couple of really complicated formulas to determine how you would like your interest credited. But essentially it says if the stock market goes down, and S&P 500 is a very common um, index that are used in those, in those contracts, if the S&P index goes down for the year, you lose nothing. You still your account value stays the same. If you, if in the years that it goes up, let's say it goes up 10%, well you're going to get some percentage of that. Maybe you're going to get half of it. And then oftentimes the ones we see around here, often the ones we know that are sold around here, 
have a cap of like 4.5%. So no matter how well the stock market goes above 4.5%, it doesn't matter. You're going to be capped at 4.5%. So you know your return is going to be somewhere between zero, if the market goes down, and 4.5%. Now, there are some uncapped indexed annuities. Those uncapped say whatever the index makes, you're going to get. But the ones I've seen, the index is their own custom-designed index. So it's typically going to be a much more conservative index than just, say, the S&P 500 stock index. They're not going to let you have access to that if they're going to say that you get all the upside of that index. It's just not going to be the whole stock market. And they usually have ways of manipulating that around, too, to, to make sure they limit their losses. Obviously, the insurance company's got to pay for those big buildings somehow and pay those big commissions somehow. So that's that's um, one way they do that is to be able to change the rules. And a lot of those contracts and the indexed annuities, they can change the rules on the inside of those contracts and how they calculate things. And you thought you had it a certain way, but they can change those. Uh, you know, they need to make sure they stay in business and, and make the kind of money that, that um, they're going to make. All right, so we'll talk more about why do people even consider buying an annuity. And as I got a long list of these, and I got some of the negatives for that. We're going to cover all that stuff when we get back from this last break with more of Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Professional Mike Miller, your host for Talking Money. I'm pleased to have Ronald Blue Trust sponsor Talking Money to help educate listeners about financial planning so you have the information needed to help you make more informed and hopefully better decisions. When a Ronald Blue Trust advisor meets with prospective clients, their goal is to determine if any of our services are a good fit for them. They don't sell any products like annuities or life insurance, and as a fiduciary, work to serve your best interest. Perhaps you just need a financial physical from the Everyday Steward Division without any ongoing monitoring, or you're about to retire and need to work with the Private Wealth Division to map out a financial path and then help implement and continuously monitor that plan. Ronald Blue Trust Advisors act like your quarterback, coordinating the advice you receive from your accountant, your state attorney, life insurance agent, and in some instances, even your investment advisor. You can learn more about Ronald Blue Trust at 800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. And welcome back to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for the rest of the hour today. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, you can send your questions to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com. Or even if you listen to me live on the radio today, you can send a question to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and we'll be sure to get that answered for you. I'd love to hear from you. If I hope you get a bunch of emails this week from people who have annuities, and you can tell me what you paid for it and what it's worth now. We can help you figure out how much you're making on it. I'm not trying to sell you anything different. It's just not part of it. That's not it. I just love to hear more information about this. I want to make sure also that I'm passing along the right kind of information because I obviously are going to just see a small segment of the people who have bought annuities, and I typically see the ones who are not happy with them. So, And I think, unfortunately, many people don't know whether they should be happy with them or not because they don't know how to read the statements and don't know what's going on. But why do people consider buying annuities to begin with? Number one thing is guarantees. And there's been several things that I've seen this week. Uh, and the, the freeannuityrates.com website, which is kind of interesting to look at. Obviously, it's biased toward annuities because it's trying to get you to, to contact an agent. It's, it appears to be an independent site, so agents must pay something to be part of that so they can get referrals from this particular website. 
A lot of it seems to be out of date, even though I'm looking at the current website. They're still looking at 7% interest rates and things like that. And like, okay, uh, that's not happening. Um, but it said that 83% of annuity owners made their purchase to be sure they don't outlive their money. They're just worried about outliving the money. And the fact that they may get that money, just an insurance company who's essentially just going to give them their own money back, doesn't seem to matter. They, they, just, they know that if they outlive that length of time when their, their own money runs out, the insurance company will still pay them. As I alluded to earlier, you might start at 65. You might get a 5% withdrawal on your, on your particular annuity. It's going to take 20 years for you to get your original money back. All right, so you're going to be 85 before you actually get your own money back, and that's not counting any interest earnings or anything like that. That's just a flat 5%. Then, then after that, of course, you'll be making some money. So you've got to live well past 85 to, to really make some money on that. Otherwise, put your money in the treasury, make 2%, and you know you're going to last longer than 20 years because that 2% is going to keep it going. So people do buy them for the guarantee, and they're going to get a better than a CD rate of return. At least that's what they're they're hoping for people want uh they're assuming they're going to get something better than a cd rate of return i think unfortunately though there again they get sold especially indexed annuities get sold as if it's a stock market investment alternative it's not a stock market alternative investment it's just not don't look at a thick indexed annuity as something that i'm buying instead of investing in the stock market it's not the same thing it, uh, just unfortunately, it gets pounded in everybody's head in all the advertisements that, yes, you get some of the upside of the, of the stock market. It's a better alternative. You don't want to buy. You don't want to put this money in the stock market. Look how volatile it is. Well, of course, you don't want to put all your money in the stock market. Anybody, but they always, as the people who are selling it always assume all of your money is in the stock market. Well, this is not the case. Not, not a prudent advisor is going to advise that, and you shouldn't do that on your own. Um, so that was the third point. Get most of the stock market return without the downside risk, and and that's an indexed annuity that that happens in. It just it just uh, you got to be so careful with that because it's being sold, I think, for the wrong reasons. Uh, as I mentioned earlier about uh, variable annuities, you invest in a a mutual fund type account, uh, but no taxes until you withdraw it. So that is an advantage to those. But when you do withdraw it, the taxes are going to be at ordinary income rates. Uh, even though you may tax defer it through these maybe your higher earning years when you take the money out hopefully you're paying less in taxes in but you don't have the benefit of two things one the the capital gains rate you don't also don't have benefit of the step up in basis so at death the beneficiaries have the same basis as you do as if it's like a gift before death so if you put in 50000 and it's worth $100,000, that $50,000 gain is going to be taxed at ordinary income to the beneficiaries, just like it would have been to you had you lived. So there's no, whereas if it was in a stock market fund, let's say mutual fund, outside of an annuity. So we were talking about the um, annuities and the returns that can be in the tax-deferred part of it, and it is tax-deferred, but you do to remember that when the money comes out, the gain is taxed as ordinary income. It's not taxed as capital gains when it comes out of the annuity. Of course, if the annuity is inside an IRA, it's kind of a waste in my opinion because you you have a tax-deferred vehicle inside another tax-deferred vehicle, um, especially if you're investing in stock-type investments. Uh, but the, the indexed annuity, if you're trying to get something that's just going to pay you something higher than a CD, well, okay, maybe that's something to put in there. 
Um, but if you're trying to in, investigate some kind of stock market-like return, then forget it. I just, I did, I would love for somebody to email me and say, oh yes, over the last 10 years, I've gotten this much percent, you know, I've earned six, seven percent on this annuity because I was getting so much of the stock market return credited to my account. And I'm not talking about the income account. I'm talking about your account value, your principal amount. The, the income bucket is a totally different bucket. And we'll talk about that being monopoly money because you never have access to that money as a lump sum. So if you have a need, you want to have a medical need, or maybe you want to buy a new car and you'd like to pay cash for it, well, forget it on that annuity part because that income bucket, you can't, you can't get it in lump sum. You get your account value out at a lump sum and then pay the taxes accordingly, but that's also going to affect the income bucket. So you've got to be careful how you do both of those. And this is where this gets so confusing and how they go back from one to the other. But you've got to remember the insurance company's in it for the insurance company. They're not in it for you. I mean, yes, they, they do uh, want to provide a benefit. Otherwise, people aren't going to buy it and at least have a perceived benefit. Um, but um, uh, bottom line, of course, they're trying to, to get the, the earnings that they need to stay in business. Another reason people buy the annuity is to get an income that they can't outlive. So they like to say that I, I know that this $1,000 a month, this 2000 a month, this 5000 a month, whatever it is, is going to come to me for as long as I live. I never am never going to outlive that. But like I said earlier, just watch the contract. And don't just, just, just assume because they say you're going to get a 5% withdrawal that that means you're making 5%. You're not. All right? they're, they're letting you withdraw 5%. They're making something less than that. The insurance companies not magic in their investments. matter of fact, they're oftentimes more conservative in their investments. They're not going to make as much. But their pool of money that they use to pay these benefits from, they have to be invested in something. And, and most often in the reports I've seen, the great majority uh, percentage of their money is invested in just high-quality bonds. And that's where they're getting the money. There's some other income alternatives that they can try to enhance that with, but they've got to be careful not to take too much risk, too. So people buy that for an income they, they, they can't outlive. Uh, avoiding probate. Because an annuity has a named beneficiary, it doesn't go through probate. It goes directly to the beneficiaries that you have that you want the money to go to. Now, this is, brings up another very important question. It avoids probate, so it goes directly to it. But you always want to ask the agent the question. And if you don't understand this, if it's not clear in the written material that, that they've given you, that the, of the answer that they give you of how that, what that account's paid from, the, the death benefit, you want to make sure they put it in writing. So if for some reason the brochure says X, and you ask the question, now exactly where is this money coming from? And they sounds like they're saying why? Say, so, well, uh, Mr. or Mrs. Agent, uh, I want you to put that in writing for me so that I understand it. But it also, they represent the company. So the company's bound by what they write, they put in writing. So they're going to have to be really careful about what they say in writing versus what they say. And don't act like, okay, I just don't trust you. It's, uh, and that's why I want you to do that. Yeah, don't trust them. <laughs> you don't need to tell them that. Just tell them, I want this, so make sure I understand it. So put it in layman's terms for me and not what some attorney put in there. Okay, so then we got to the last uh, reason I have listed here for people buying annuity is the penalty-free partial withdrawals after the first year. Typically, they're 10%. Typically, they're also non-cumulative. So it's not like if you don't take out 10% the first year, you get to take out 20% 
the second year and 30%. I've seen some that have done that, and they go up to half, up to 50% accumulation if you don't uh, utilize that the first years. But those aren't available till after the first year. All right, so we're talking a lot about these annuities. That's why people consider buying them. We also want to talk about some of the negatives and some of the reasons why. Of course, I've been been uh, inserting little tidbits of that all along, and so you hear the the some of the thoughts. Because I don't want to wait till uh, next show to talk about all these, but we're going to be talking about some of these negatives. We'll get into more detail next week when we talk uh, more details about this. But this is about annuities. We want to make sure that, that you have what the, the product that's best for you if you need to buy it or should buy it at all. If you've got a question about this, or especially, as I said earlier, if you've got a contract that you've had for 10 years, especially if it's indexed annuity, and you've got some statements you're willing to share with me or at least give me some balances, love to hear from you, Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, or you can just give me a call, 800 588 7526. That's 800-588-PLAN, which stands for 7526. I'd love to speak with you about even how we might be able to help you with your own financial planning, investment management, and that kind of thing. So thanks for listening. Back next week with the next part of Annuities, Part 2 on Talking Money. <laughs> 